0: Joining us today, Connie Pillich. Connie spent eight years on active duty in the Air Force, where she earned the rank of captain and served in support of Operation Desert Storm and earned the Air Force Commendation Medal three times. From there, she went on to become a public defender, where she helped people enter drug treatment, got illegal evidence thrown out, and defended people against predatory lending. She was first elected to the Ohio House of Representatives in 2008, winning a seat that had been held by Republicans for 38 out of the last 40 years. Way to go. After working for the National Association of Women Judges, Connie announced her run for county commissioner of Hamilton County. The Democratic primary election for that seat will be held on March 17th of this year. We're supporting her. And uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, Thank you, uh, Captain Pillich. Thank you for your service. Uh, not just uh, as a vet, uh, but as uh, getting a seat from a Republican in 38 out of 40 years into your hands. And we definitely hope that you're going to uh, win that uh, seat, the county commissioner seat in Hamilton County. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's great to be here. Uh, Captain, Connie, Congresswoman, what do you prefer? Connie. Okay, that works. Uh, Connie, uh, you wrote an op-ed in the Cincinnati Inquirer. And by the way, my husband lived in Cincinnati for a year and I used to spend better part of that year there. He did his fellowship in orthopedic surgery with Frank Noyes uh, at sea in Cincinnati. Uh, so I love Cincinnati. It's actually uh, a special place to me cause I, I lived a part of my life there that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a great city. Ohio's a great state, great people. Connie, your yeah. op-ed in the Cincinnati inquirer entitled leave no stone unturned in impeachment inquiry. Uh, let, let's start with that, uh, before we go into later, a story that I know you want to share that I'd like to hear about. Um, you, you talk about the impeachment proceedings against the president, and, you know, you, you, you talk about the history of this. I mean, this is only the third time in history that Congress has opened an, an inquiry. You start your first paragraph by urging the reader to pay attention. Uh, first of all, I want to know, I can tell when I read this, and I get to points in your piece, but that you have passion about this. And and can you tell us why? And why do you urge people not to roll their eyes and not to just look at this as a headline in the news or some kind of political stunt? Why was it important to you to write this and and to get this message out to the readers?
1: Well, there were a couple reasons, Leslie. Uh, First of all, as someone who served in the military and was not at all political, just was working and doing my job and and. Facing, facing down threats to our community, to our country, I mean, it's very, very distressing to me to see this sort of, sh- I can only call it shenanigans, that are going on in the White House and in the Republican Party this year. Look, you did mention it is only the third time in modern history that con- Congress has opened an impeachment inquiry. Ha- and that is monumental when you realize there have been 45 different presidents over the last 2 240 years so this is not something that should be taken lightly at all and there were of course were people who were very upset and very passionate right after the 2016 election i was one of those millions of women who who joined on the, the day before inauguration day and marched in protest but those cries of passion were rather raucous. The, the calls for the, starting the impeachment inquiry came from all parts of the Democratic Party, and they were it was just such a, a far measure removed from what happened right after the election of 2016. So we uh, we know that at that time, you know, unfortunately we've learned a lot more since I've written this, this op-ed, But we know that at that time, the Democrats who were still in control of the party, those moderates, did not jump the gun. And look, this is incredibly important. Our whole structure of government, the the presidency, the division of powers among those three branches, the strength and responsibility of the Congress, including the House and the Senate, these are going to be called into question. These are the pillars of our democracy right now. That's why it's so important that we pay attention. The allegations against the president are very, very serious. The quid pro quo, selling weapons on the cheap in exchange for a favor, a political favor, literally inviting a foreign uh, country to interfere in our political elections and, and therefore to interfere in how our country is governed and who will, have, who will be our friends, who will be our Trading partners, who will who will we cooperate with on military measures and armed conflicts? This is huge. It is enormous. It is bigger than than enormous. I can't even put my arms around how big an event this is.
0: We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more about this big event. And I agree with you on this. Uh, we're going to continue with our guests. We'll continue with you. Don't go away. Quick break, and we'll be back. With Captain Connie Pillich, she is running for County Commissioner of Hamilton County. Information, go to her website, ConniePillich.com. That's C-O-N-N-I-E-P-I-L-L-I-C-H. The C and the P, first and last name, are capitalized. On Twitter, at Connie ConniePillich, capital C-O-N-N-I-E, capital P-I-L-L-I-C-H. Follow her there. Find out more. And if you're in Hamilton County, by God, vote for this woman. She's served her nation well and the state of Ohio. We'll be back with her and you after this. Don't go away. We are back with our guest, Connie Pillich. And uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, Connie spent eight years on active duty in the Air Force, earning the rank of captain, served in support of Operation Desert Storm, earned the Air Force Commendation Medal three times. She was a public defender. She helped people uh, there and was first elected to the Ohio House of Representatives in 2008 and won that seat that had been held by Republicans for 38 of 40 years. She's now running for County Commissioner of Hamilton County. That Democratic primary election for that seat will be held on March 17th of this year. I don't Live in Ohio. I know many people that do, Connie, and I will encourage them as those listening uh, to uh, cast their vote for you. You've definitely deserved it. We we're talking about your piece in Thank the you. Cincinnati Inquirer, the opinion piece, Leave No Stone Unturned in the Impeachment Inquiry. Um, you talk about paying attention. You talk about not eye rolling. Uh, you talk about the significance of, of, of this vote. Uh, you don't feel that Democrats in the House, even though they may not have been in love with Trump, obviously— uh, even though they're in a different party, you don't feel that they jumped the gun here with regard to impeachment. Am I correct in that? And if so, why?
1: Oh, absolutely. They did not jump the gun. Look, they, and I think Speaker Pelosi really took her time because I think she really wanted to make sure that taking such a dramatic step was not, was not um, unfounded. So I, I, I respect her a lot for waiting until she had, uh, uh, felt that she was in a, in a place where she had to defend the Constitution. Look, you know, it's so hard to, um, for lots of folks to, to see this stuff as I do. You know, I did, I did spend some time in the military. I was, uh, stationed at a nuclear base. I was stationed in West Berlin before the wall came down and in those capacities i i participated in war planning i served behind the iron curtain look berlin was 90 miles behind the iron curtain and it was surrounded by this 16 foot tall concrete barrier that was topped with barbed wire and surrounded by a no man's land and all these guard towers that were that had uh, that were backed up by russian machine guns and tanks look you don't get into a scarier place than that, or a more serious situation than that, uh, at that time, and when you realize how precarious our freedom is, and then you see someone who is courting the enemy of our country—the the, first the USSR and then then Russia—just for the last seventy plus years, and and every expert in national security has agreed that this is so, and then you get a president who flaunts that. For his own personal gain, and tries to get the cooperation of yet another foreign country to interfere in our next election, this is extremely serious, and it is just it is it is absolutely a high crime against the american people uh-huh. So uh-huh. Look, discuss how that, can
0: you touch upon uh, Connie how this kind of quid pro quo is a threat to national security? Because you, you mentioned that in your piece, and you, you have an entirely separate line where stands alone. I don't say that lightly. Can you touch upon that?
1: Yeah, of course. It's very, very alarming. Look, right now, um, the law does not permit a foreign entity to do a political favor in exchange for weapons sales. Congress Congress sets the laws on how we can... Exchange military aid, and military aid is usually just selling weapons at a discount to certain countries where we believe it's in our interest to do so, and uh, that's what today's law is. You know, there may be some time in the future where Congress says, "No, that's not a problem. We should invite trading political favors for selling weapons at a discount." But that's not what the law is today. So doing this, especially to to investigate a political rival that is just flaunting our law and there's a reason for it because to try to get a foreign power to interfere in our election puts the United States at great risk to foreign influence you know when I had a top-secret security clearance we were given lots of training and advice and restrictions on what we could talk about who we could talk to and the reasons why Because And if we ever had certain conversations that seemed suspicious to us, we had to report them. And there's a reason, because you don't want any foreign power getting involved in our national security. And certainly you don't want them getting involved in our elections, because that is the essence of America, is that we have free elections and that we are a representative democracy.
0: Without question. Um, You talk about how this cannot stand unaddressed. He has been and forever is impeached in the House. I think we all knew going into the Senate that the Democrats wouldn't have the 67 votes needed uh, to acquit, uh, not to acquit, to remove this president, and therefore he would be acquitted. Are you devastated uh, by, as many are the news today, uh, that there will not be witnesses heard so we never even can know the truth despite the fact we knew that the uh, partisan Republican Senate would vote to acquit this man?
1: Well right you know this is this is very much like a regular trial the uh, the impeachment articles uh, and they vote to impeach that is like the grand jury sending the formula, formal accusation to the prosecutor and there should be a trial or a fact and that uh, should be the the Senate but the Senate says we don't want to see any facts we've already made up our minds so this is not a trial this is bogus it is so artificial they can't make they can't make a decision without hearing any facts or evidence, how can they possibly make a decision? So this just reflects that the United States Senate, as it sits currently under the leadership of Mitch McConnell, is is a sham. They are not interested in following our Constitution. They are not interested in protecting our country from the uh, influence of foreign governments. They are not in- interested in making sure the rule of law carries forward. And I think this is very, very dangerous for our country and our future.
0: I agree with you 100 percent. Uh, tr- trying to look at time, make sure I have time uh, for everything here. But I think we can touch a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, uh, about this. And um, What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball. You're not a clairvoyant, I'm sure. But what what do you think is going to happen? What precedent does this now set, sadly, going forward uh, for any impeachment uh, process? And quite frankly, also for whistleblowers out there, uh, which uh, I commend the Democrats for protecting. But, I mean, Rand Paul walked out yesterday because the chief justice ignored his question about hearing from the whistleblower. Yes,
1: and Rand Paul violated the law by... By uh apparently revealing the name of a the whistleblower. there's the, the reason we don't reveal names of whistleblowers is because we need to rely on whistleblowers to blow the whistle when there's something illegal going on or something inappropriate going on. We when we pay when we the taxpayers pay for this government or any government, we expect them to be good stewards of our tax dollars and we don't expect them to be goofing around and fooling around and acting in an illegal manner or even in an inappropriate manner. That's why that's why we have whistleblowers. That's why we have checks and balances. That's why we have separations of power. But, but today as we're seeing that the, the, the United States Senate, including people like Rob Portman here from Ohio, don't care about the rule of law and they don't care about justice and they don't care about our country. It's very, very devastating to me. So we, what we need to do going forward is, well, Going forward, we have to make sure that we elect people who are more interested in serving than in in accumulating power. And that's at every level of government, because it, it, it does set a horrible precedent for the separation of powers. It sets a horrible precedent for the president to abuse the power of his office, which we have seen him trying to do. And now apparently he can do it. If that's what they say, then I'm just so afraid for our country's future.
0: I agree with you 100%. Connie, I would love to hear, because I think we have time, a story that we know you wanted to share from your time as a public defender. Mm -hmm. um, I I want you to tell us about a man that you kept from being incarcerated uh, for Mm -hmm. minor crimes, and I want to hear about how important that is and, and how that individual's life has changed.
1: Yeah, so when I was a public defender, I took felony cases here in Cincinnati. And um, just a, a couple weeks ago, or actually, yeah, about a couple weeks ago, I was out campaigning in a neighborhood, and a man jumped out of his car, and he said, are you Connie Pillage? I said, yes, I am. And he said, I knew you were Connie Pillage. You helped me. You got me. You represented me. You got me into drug court. And Cincinnati has the oldest drug court in Ohio. So you got me into drug court. I got through treatment. I don't have any felonies. I have a good job. I have a wife. I have a child and I have my own house. And it's because you fought for me to get into that program. And after I stopped, you know, crying (laughs) I was able to shake his hand and, and talk to him a little bit more about that. But you know, you don't have people run up to you on the street very often. And I'm just so thrilled that our system worked for him that we were able to find a, a, a way to give him a second chance at life, and he had the strength and the backbone and the fortune to, to take advantage of that. It was pretty amazing.
0: You know, you almost have me crying. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for those stories, and I repost those things on Twitter. But uh, the, the reason is because they're true. And, you know, there's a huge difference between a violent criminal And somebody who's made a mistake or screwed up, and and can be find the path, you know, to redemption if you will. And and this man clearly did. Don't you feel like I don't know about you, Connie? I'm not trying to be gross, but um, I know my husband's a surgeon, and recently uh, one of my best friends' husband. Uh, had a pain. He went to a few doctors. It wasn't going away. And he went to see my husband. They live far from my husband's office, which is why they didn't see him first. And I think my husband was the fifth or sixth surgeon to see him. And when he showed his X-ray and MRI, my husband looked at it and he said, oh, do you see that? And my friend was like, no. Our husband was like, no. It was like a dot if you could even see it with a magnifying glass. But my husband with his eagle eye saw it and sent them to someone and it turns out that he uh, has cancer, a very rare form of cancer. And um, the, I got a letter today uh, from her on, on you know, an email and her husband because my husband saved his life. And mm-hmm. uh, I forwarded it to my husband. He's out of town. And I said to him, could you just like die now do you know i mean almost like mm-hmm. okay my work is done i mean it's just you mm-hmm. to th- how many other lives have you touched connie and i'm sure you have many of oh, people that didn't come up to you people that did just like this man uh change their life are a wonderful contributor to our society and we wouldn't have had that opportunity uh the whoever has them as an employee uh, a husband a wife a mother a father wouldn't have had that opportunity without people like you um I just yeah. want to. Well, the uh, nice that, thing
1: is that, uh, Leslie, if I may, that that is a very progressive idea: having drug court and having drug treatment as an alternative to conviction. And that they, we can do wonderful things with progressive values if only we have the courage to use them.
0: In the state of Ohio. You're going to do wonderful things and can do more if you win the nomination and the election for county commissioner of Hamilton County. I must stress again, folks, if you are in Hamilton County and you're a voter and if you're not, you should be uh county commissioner of Hamilton County. The Democratic primary election for that seat is going to be held on March 17th. And the person you want to vote for that I am saying to vote for is Connie Pillich. C O N N I E P I L L I C H. Her website is her name, ConniePillage.com. And on Twitter, follow her there at ConniePillage. Thank you, Connie. I'm Thank really you so to. much.